It's time for a Big Blue Kickoff Live. Nobody can ever tell you that you couldn't do it because you did. On Giants.com. You know what I saw? New York Giant Prime. And the Giants mobile app. 17-14 is the final. One touchdown, we are world champions. Believe it, and it will happen. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. Right here on Big Blue Kickoff Live on Giants.com and the Giants mobile app and your favorite podcast platforms everywhere. I am John Schmelk. We got a four-man booth today. Jeff Figos, Lance Meadow, Paul Dottino all with us. This is not a live show, as I'm sure you guys are listening to this on the archive. Uh, the Giants offices are closed for Good Friday, so uh, we are recording this on Thursday, and we figure since we can't take calls, we would do our first Big Blue Kickoff Live mock draft of the year. So we have set the board up. We're going to go through pick 36 when the Giants select in round two of the NFL draft. And I know people say, ah, mock drafts are useless. Well, let me tell you something. This mock draft and this exercise is what had us telling you two years ago that there was a good chance Xavier McKinney would be there for the Giants in round two. And lo and behold, there he was. Last year, we got to a point where... The best player left on the board for the Giants at their pick was Micah Parsons because of how the picks went before they went. Lo and behold, what happens in the Giants trade back with the pick with the Chicago Bears. So there is some use and utility to this. We learn a little bit of something. We've split up the 36 picks evenly four ways, nine picks per person. I made sure for the eight teams, yes, you heard me right, eight teams that have multiple picks in the first round, and of course, you have those you know, first three picks in the second round as well. The same person has those picks for those teams. So we have some uniformity in how the strategy is going to work and how this is going to go. We can do trades. They will be done live. So if you have a team that wants to trade up, just give me a ring, 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 and we will try to figure that out as we go. All right, let's have some fun. <laughs> With the first overall pick in the 2022 Big Blue Kickoff Live mock NFL draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars will be s- selected by acting general manager Lance Meadow. Well, you can make a case for the Jaguars to go address their offensive line, considering they have a young quarterback at Trevor Lawrence. Oh, Lance, but- by the way, I mean, to interrupt. This is also, we're predicting what's going to happen, not what we would do in this situation. This is a predictive mock draft, just FYI. Lance, go ahead. Correct, and that's exactly where I was headed, that Cam Robinson was given the franchise tag again, so they have him penciled in at the left tackle position. They went out, they signed Brandon Sheriff in free agency, which I thought was a very good move. They've got some other options at right tackle, and I think considering the Jaguars are going to pick again, they could very well address the offensive line. So right now, if you're Jacksonville, Doug Peterson, new coaching staff, you want to take the guy that's going to make the biggest impact. And to me, the no-brainer is Aiden Hutchinson, the pass rusher out of Michigan. You put him with Josh Allen, who you already have on the team, and you've got two guys that can wreak havoc in a division that is still very much wide open despite some of the changes. I'll be honest with you. If I'm making this pick, I'm picking the offensive tackle anyway. My, the well, that's why I said no, I, I don't think you're wrong if you go in that direction yeah. either. For me, but don't tell us who it would be. No, I'm not. Okay. This for me, this whole franchise is is gonna. What's gonna determine the Jacksonville Jaguars' immediate future is how well Trevor Lawrence plays. Yes. So yeah. you want to help I mean, your he didn't quarterback? Play, he didn't play very well last year. And I wonder if you know. I'm, I, do you guys think? Let me ask you this before we move on to the next pick. Any chance that a defensive lineman that's not Aiden Hutchinson is the pick here? No. 
Yeah, I find it hard to believe that they're going to go outside of him. Probably not. Okay. I mean, I, I, you know, tri- Th- Thibodeau the, would be the, your guy. I think the, the if, Trayvon Walker whispers are getting yeah, louder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're getting louder. I hear you. He's in the house. Yeah. <laughs> He's in the house. <laughs> All right, let's go to pick number two. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson, number one. The Detroit Lions with the second overall pick with acting general manager Paul Dottino, who, Paul, I made you the general manager, but I feel like you and Dan Campbell would have some really intense <laughs> war room conversations. You remember him. And right? it would be a lot of fun. Yeah, We uh, think alike. You know, he's an old school, blood and guts kind of blue collar guy who just likes physical football. And, uh, you know, here's the thing, John. He's also you a said former the parameters giant, here. too. Let's not forget about that. Yeah, of course. Yes. So, I mean, no that's question. The main reason, I, I know yes. Dan. And, and, and in fact, there, I meet him, I, I see him at the combine every year. We always say hi. Do you bite but, each other's kneecaps or no? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay. no. Right. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> I still rue today that they let him get away. Uh, to be honest, I, I'd like to say I was told Ernie Corsi I wanted them re-signed. I would, anyway. I would love to see your, your list of days that you rue, Paul. I feel like it would be a pretty long list. Yeah, it is. It <laughs> anyway, is. go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, well, John, you gave us the parameters of what do you think the team will do. You know, being around for 40 years, I got contacts all around the league, and, and I continue to get people telling me there's no way Detroit is not taking Thibodeau. So regardless of what I might think, Thibodeau is going to have to be the pick here because I have too many birdies who are singing that song. I think that's a very plausible mm-hmm. pick. That would not surprise me. Uh, I don't think offensive tackle is an option here. They have Decker and Sewell out they have there. a good offensive line, actually, yeah. the Lions. They do. That, that, Probably one of the most underrated lines in the NFL. That is not a problem. Are they going to pick another cornerback in the top three after they picked Okuda a couple years ago? Probably not, right? So, look, Paul, I don't think you have to apologize. I think Kayvon Thibodeau is a pick mm-hmm. that makes a ton of sense here. Yeah, if it were me, I would really try to work the phones and see if I could move down if yeah. I were Detroit. Sure, but I don't. I, my understanding is they want Thibodeau so bad that they they would even consider talking to Jacksonville about trading up to number one to get him. All right, that, let, that's that's the intel that I've got. Huh, how about that? All right, we'll see if that happens. Let's go to Lance, who has the Houston Texans. And Lance, you're blessed here because literally <laughs> the Texans for being can... in the AFC South. Is that what you're <laughs> well, telling no, me? Well, yeah, that's <laughs> all you can <laughs> be in this well, draft. Oh, oh, did I? Really? I didn't realize that. As the GM in the well, AFC the most, South. Well, I'm yeah. saying you're blessed because you can pick anyone you want here. Who's the best player? The Texans have needs everywhere. Mm-hmm. So do your worst. <laughs> well, I'll try. That's always my expectation for myself to do my worst. <laughs> but the Texans, I understand we don't know if Davis Mills is the long-term answer, but whoever the hell is going to eventually be the quarterback, the troubling issue for the Texans has been what we've been talking about with the Giants and some of these other teams. It's this revolving door of, is this going to be the year you're going to get your act together up front? And here you have the perfect choice. You have multiple options to beef up the trenches. And Nick Casario... I think would want to give Davis Mills an opportunity to thrive, to evaluate, or if they want to experiment down the road. So I'm taking an offensive lineman here. I think that's ultimately what the Texans is going to do. I know Lovey Smith is a defensive-minded coach, but I think he even realizes this because he saw this firsthand. If we don't get the offense back to respectability without Deshaun Watson, I'm going to have no chance regardless of how good the defense is. So yeah. I'm taking somebody who I think has a little bit of versatility, and to me, I'm going with Iki Iguanu. That's who I'm taking out of NC State because he's played a little guard. He could play tackle. And I think with what they already have on the offensive line, mm-hmm. there's pieces. But maybe he's the guy that takes over for Laramie Tunzel, who may not be necessarily in their long-term plan. So I like Icky 
as a fit for the Houston Texans. Good pick. Mm-hmm. Very Jeff, good pick. Jeff Eagles, we're going to move you down the floor and park here. Thank you. And mm-hmm. select for the New York Jets at number four. Okay. Well, I mean, if you watched the New York Jets play football last year, they had a lot of problems on defense. So And offense, for that matter. Well, but yes. mostly on defense. Yes, it um, was bad. And so with now, I know that there's only been there's been two of the, the big guys taken above me. I would have taken either one of those as the Jets general manager. But I am going to stay on the side of the defense. Now, lots of stuff to pick from here. Do I go a cornerback and upset the next person behind me? Or do I go where there's been a lot of whisper? Well, here's the thing. Robert Sala is a defensive coach, to your point. I was just going to say that he loves defensive ends. He does. If you could, you know, from what they, when he was in San Francisco, all they did was draft big people yep. up front. And they're going to draft another one. I am taking Trayvon Walker, and that gives the Giants whatever they want at that next pick. So I am going to go with Edge with Trayvon Walker. There's no longer a whisper. Oh, you have made me happy. He has now been taken by the Fordham Park. Oh, John. John John Schmelk, Giants general manager, is is quite ecstatic right now because I am not even going to think about this. I am taking my card, and there are no cards anymore because that doesn't exist anymore. Digital Uh, card. Yes, I am picking up the phone. I am calling the NFL League office, and I am saying I am picking Evan Neal. I am plugging and playing him at right tackle across from Andrew Thomas to monstrous SEC bookends to protect my quarterback. (laughs) If somehow he doesn't work out at tackle, all right, I'll move him to guard one day. Not a problem. Huge guy, unbelievable frame. He's 6'5", 335. Looks like he's 275. He's so lean. Uh, This is an easy no-brainer pick for me. Uh, I would think about Sauce Gardner in this spot, but I'm afraid the Panthers will take Evan Neal out from underneath me if I do not pick him at number five. So I will take Evan Neal here, and I will be an extremely happy Giants general manager with the fifth pick. Um, in the draft. And I will tell you this. I don't think a lot of the Jets fans are happy with me right now with all the other players that are maybe ranked above him. Do you think they wanted Sauce? I think that they wanted, yes. I think they either wanted Sauce or Hamilton to be one of those two guys. Okay? But I'm going for the upside of the guy that can impact a football game, and that would be the edge rusher, and I like him. Guys, do I have any other choice but to pick Evan Neal here? I just think this is easy. You don't. No. This, is, this makes everyone happy. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you can make an argument for Sauce. Right. I don't think it's crazy but. within the framework of Martindale's defense, but Neil just makes too much sense. Too, way too much sense. All Absolutely. right, well, now let's see if I get my second guy at seven here. Paul Dottino, you have the Panthers at six. What do you got? Yeah, uh, once again, too many birdies telling me they are going to run to the podium, not just walk, but they are sprinting like Jesse Owens to take Kenny Pickett. Interesting. How so you just think that they, they, they think they need a quarterback regardless of grade they're picking the player? Yeah, uh, they are desperate. Uh, they know that Darnold is not the answer. Um, one of the things I've heard is that uh, Coach is looking for an alibi, and when you put a rookie mm. quarterback in, you can usually sell your GM and owner that, oh, he was only a rookie. you got to grow with him. you got to give me another year with the guy. And if nothing else, Pickett provides them the opportunity to use an alibi because right now uh, that head coach is on thin ice. 
The other trick here is that they don't pick again until pick 104. Correct. So they don't yeah. have another chance to grab one of these guys. Yeah. And like we talked about on the show, the Thursday show, was that the possibility of like what we, we said. You know, so Baker Mayfield may have been in play here for those for that team just as a, a guy that, you know, on the flip side of it, the organization isn't going to give him any more time. And then Matt Rule says, I need a guy that can play football. Right. So It all depends what those conversations exactly. are, right? So, yeah. Ben McAdoo going with his Pennsylvania roots is what you're arguing. Oh, there you go. McAdoo is the offensive coordinator. Does Kenny Pickett have slick back hair, too? Well, he may after two months with Ben McAdoo. <laughs> he might have showcasing the Pat Riley look. Yes. And, he's, yeah. and, he, and, 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 and he's playing in warm weather so he can you know, be, be good with his you know, little child hands, apparently. That, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> so he should be fine. And again, the guy threw in Pittsburgh. I think he can figure out how to throw in bad weather. Anyway. So this will be interesting, John. No, Smoke. it's not. Well, first of all, I'm going to sit I, here. I, I, I have my name ready to go, but I'm going to wait a little while. There's 15 minutes on the clock. <laughs> oh, sure, whatever. I'm going to kick back, and I'm going to say, hmm. Well, everybody. Anybody want to give me a call on the phone here? Anyone interested? Someone want to trade up? Anyone? And by the way, if someone wanted to trade up for the for, for the fifth pick, I would have listened there too, but I was too excited about Evan Neal, and I got ahead of myself. But anybody want to trade up? No? No Everyone? interest? Crickets? No? Nothing? Bueller. All right. You didn't give me any team that wants to trade up for a quarterback, John. No, I don't. Well, that's fine. So there's nobody that I could possibly the Falcons, I could possibly use. The, Fal- the, 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 the Falcons or Seahawks could 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 pick a quarterback. So yeah, but I don't I don't have those teams. I understand. And well, and, I have I, Atlanta, but I'm listen. <laughs> the floor is all yours. Take whoever the hell you want. I know you're not taking a quarterback. So, so exactly. Whatever you want, John. You could spend 25 <laughs> years deciding who you want to pick. I'm still sitting here. I am relaxing on a couch. I've got <laughs> the legs up. Do everything you want till your heart desires because I have absolutely no interest giving you not even a seventh round pick from 2029 <laughs> to move up. Okay? How about the Saints? I want to make that crystal clear. I already gave you. See, you're going after all of my teams. Mickey see, this Loomis? is exactly why he gave here? me all these teams. Mickey Loomis? No, you don't have any interest in moving up? No. I already gave up an arm, a leg, a thigh, and a piece of my tush with the Philadelphia Eagles. Do you really think I'm not going to give you every other resource that I have left, which is pretty much nothing at this point? All right, okay. Um, oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I, I have a Pennsylvania area code on the phone here. I have a Pennsylvania area code. It looks like it's the Steelers, uh, but they're lowballing me. Because to move down to 20, I, I want to swap. I want a first and a second. And, and, you know, the Steelers are an old-school organization. They don't like trading first-round picks. So By the way, just so our listeners know, Schmelk's having a conversation yes. with himself. Yes. Right <laughs> I was just going to say, those so scoring homes, Schmelk right happens to be the GM here. for yes. the Steelers, too. Un- okay. un- unfortunately, the Steelers are not giving me enough to move down to where I want. So I'm going to stick and pick, and I'm going to be very happy to walk away with Sauce Gardner to be my plug-and-play cornerback uh, whenever we do whatever we do with James Bradbury. He fits everything you want from Wink Martindale scheme. Solid citizen. Takes things seriously. Long. Fast. I'm happy at seven with Sauce. Uh, anything else you guys would have even considered at this spot at seven? Because you've made it very easy on me so far, guys. I really appreciate it. Ah, uh, uh, boy. You know what, John? I yeah. suppose if somebody in that room wanted to make a case for Jermaine Johnson, they probably could have tried to make one. And maybe if someone else in the room raised their hand for Stingley, they probably could have had a conversation there too. But I suspect that Gardner would be the guy. Yeah, I agree. I agree. 
All right, Lance. Well, in terms of safeness, I'd rank it Sauce, Jermaine Johnson, and Stingley to just piggyback off of what Paul yeah, said. So he made the right pick. So yep. I think if you add the safe part of the conversation, then Sauce, once again, to me, is the no-brainer. So now we get to Atlanta, which pretty much has 70 million holes on their roster right now. <laughs> what roster? I mean, well, I mean, at this point, who is Marcus Mariota throwing the ball to? Because Julio's not there, Calvin Ridley suspended, and Russell Gage signed with Tampa Bay. How many positions can Cordero Patterson play at the same time, Lance? <laughs> well, apparently he's going to try out lot. for offensive line at this rate, too. Yeah. And then, you know, clearly Mariota's no guarantee to be a long-term answer. But I don't know if I'm enamored with the quarterback situation. And here's the other thing. I don't think Atlanta's going to be a very good team this year, so they're in all likelihood probably going to have a decent shot next year, which you can never bank on. I'm not a fan of reaching for a quarterback, even though I wouldn't be surprised if they choose to do this. I'm thinking that I want to now give my offense a shot, and I need to start infusing it with talent because if you want to have some semblance of an offense, you need some assistance. Now, while you could argue Charles Cross – May make sense here. You could also argue an offensive lineman slash wide receiver is probably the way to go. I love the depth at wide receiver, so I don't know how much I would go in that direction. If I'm Atlanta, and I know this is about what they're doing, but you've got to protect whoever the hell is going to be your quarterback. I'm going with Charles Cross uh. if I'm the Falcons right here. That, to me, is the wise choice if they really are going to be smart in terms of rebuilding their team. Pete Carroll just threw his headset across the room, but that's okay. Pete, relax. It's okay. <laughs> I think that's a good pick. Now, Jeff's mad because his boy Kyle Pitts is going to see, like, quadruple coverage on every play, and he's not going to be <laughs> no, able to catch any passes. Exactly. Oh, my God. That's a good pick, though. No, I, good I, pick. I think that, you know, then you could have went anywhere, really, with this, this yeah. pick. Sure. But, um, and well, I but think... here's the thing, guys. Don't you think if you're the Falcons, even though I can make an argument for Jamison Williams and Garrett Wilson, all these guys, can't they take a wide receiver in the second round or Absolutely. something like that? Yeah. Sure. No I doubt. Mean, do you yeah. really need to take one with the eighth no. overall pick? It's the right just, pick. It's the right pick, Lance. You I don't right get pick. that. Yeah. You made the right pick. You, now, you could have picked Jermaine Johnson there. Sure. If you wanted to go defense. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I just think they, they need to get that offensive line in order. It's been a mess yeah. during Matt Ryan's tenure pretty much. Yeah. There's a reason why he's going to Indy and he's all smiles because he's got an offensive line now. All right, let's go to Seattle at number nine here. Uh, they they were finally going to try to fix the offensive line because, you know, unlike Russell Wilson, Drew Locke will be a sitting duck back there and just get the, you know, what kicked out. <laughs> kicked out. Yeah. All right, and now the Seahawks are up here, and I was all ready to pick Charles Cross to fix their – I could tell line. when you fell to the ground. Finally. <laughs> uh, Pete Carroll's annoyed. You know, Russell Wilson could run around and, and survive a bad offensive line. Drew Locke's going to be a sitting duck back there and just getting a you-know-what beat out of him. So, I think about quarterback here. Pete Carroll's like the oldest head coach in the NFL. I think he wants to wait around for like Malik Willis to become good. No, I don't. I don't believe this whole trade DK Metcalf stuff. I just I don't see why you would do that. So I think Seattle does need help on defense. And Pete Carroll is a guy that wants to win with defense. I think they need a cornerback. And I think you look at the player with the most upside left mm. on the board here mm. in terms of who you might want. Um, I'm going to go Derek Stingley here, cornerback out of LSU. Highest end talent, good player. I think we're about at that time. It's a premium position. I'm going to go with Derek Stingley um, as a long-term player for the Seahawks at number nine. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, let's go to number 10. Jeff, you're back up with the Jets, and I stole your cornerback from you. Uh, kind of, kind of. Um, I, uh, you know, the Jets are sitting there pretty good. I hear the phone ringing. Oh, my God. Okay, hold on. I got to take this call. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah, well, let's see. All right, so I, I, would you guys like me to share who just called me? Yeah, who called you? Oh, yeah. Who did the, call you? The, the Chargers called me. And which, by the way, Jeff Eagle is the GM for the Chargers. <laughs> so the two of you like to have conversations with yourselves. <laughs> so you the Chargers. want to see a doctor about that. <laughs> yeah, I know, exactly. Well, me? Yeah. What about John? We're in the same boat. We'll get two for one. Okay, listen. It's a discount. Uh, yeah. The Chargers, you know, they have a really good quarterback. And, I've, and we've seen that. And I've been told that they would like to come up and maybe get an offensive lineman. Um, they are proposing a trade with me at the 10th pick. I would get their number one in 2023 and a fifth round in 2023. Ooh. Um, in order to come up to get their I think, guy. I think, I think that's a yes if I'm the Jets. And so I am accepting that trade. And therefore... The Chargers, who come up to number 10, which will now go to that GM. Right, Hello, right, everybody. Right. Jeff Eagles here, Chargers GM. <laughs> I, I changed my <laughs> spreadsheet here. We'll, right. um, we'll go with the 10th pick. I'm going to go offensive line. I'm going to go with my Trevor Penning as the mm. guy that I wanted. I'm going to go up and get him. There you go. All right. <clears throat> and the Jets get the Chargers pick at 17, correct? That's correct. Okay. And I get a number one next year. Yep. Which isn't going to probably be great no. because of the Chargers. Yep. But I also get a fifth rounder also in 2023. Um, I was going to, by the way, as a GM for the Chargers, I was going to make this trade, try to make this trade regardless. But I really wanted to get uh, not Howard Cross, but Charles Cross. Yeah. So well, You should have called Lance at eight. I know Lance wouldn't have done it. Nope, I'm not picking up any phones. He, as he said, he said, I was, remember he said, I'm not giving you a seventh round pick in 2029. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I'm going to sit here with, so there's my, there's my pick guys. Right. Jeff, I have a phone call for you. Ooh. It's uh Penning's mom. She mm -hmm. says that uh, she's very glad you just got him a whole lot more money because he wasn't going to go that high. Okay. Whatever, Paul. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is all hypothetical. There you go. Hey, look, look, the Chargers need a right tackle. But I will tell you this. He's got, he's got to be pretty happy where he's, where he's going. That's for sure. And the weather in L.A. a little bit better than in northern Iowa, you too. Think? So I think that's going to yeah. go well for yeah. him. And his mom said, I will take a house there, too, when you want to get around to it. And, and call Jeff Fields. He can help you find one. No, I'm yeah, just kidding. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We've got, we can buy oh, the anywhere. opposite coast. I'm sure you have kidding. All right, Paul, you're up with the Washington Commanders here at number 11. Wow. You know, uh, uh, Coach Rivera is just so happy. He, he just ran out of the room. He had to go take a leak. He was going to bust at the seams. I'm, I, I've already typed the name in, Paul. It's, Kyle Hamilton. Yeah, absolutely. It's a lock. It's an absolute lock. How, how could this guy be down there at number 11? Oh, my goodness. They've also had a lot of questions at safety over the well, last yeah. few years. Well, yeah. In fact, they've already uh, – Landon Collins said he wouldn't take the pay cut, so he was cut. So, yeah. I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, if, if this happens, they're thrilled. All right. We have, by the way – Who was that again? I'm sorry. That was Kyle Hamilton. Hamilton, okay, gotcha. We don't have one skill position player on offense picked yet besides Kenny Pickett. Just FYI. 
Vikings at 12, Mr. Will there Fiedels? be a run on ride receivers soon? It could be. Well, let's see if you start one here at number 12 with the Vikings. Okay. Well, I didn't realize I was up that quickly. I think moved up. He it right on the board. Yeah. He's still celebrating the penny. That's so okay. And I will. <laughs> yeah, exactly. By the way. I would, and by the yeah. way, Paul, I was on the phone with their, with his mom, so I got to get off. that's why you don't take I phone know. calls from mothers because right. they're going to milk the clock <laughs> while somebody <laughs> else is eating right the now. Yes. Okay. So, so this is setting up quite nicely for Mr. Fiegels here. I will tell you this, even though I'm now the GM for the Vikings. <laughs> However, you know my infatuation with a single player. And by the way, the de- the, the uh, Vikings, they need defense, okay? Although the cornerback is probably their number one need, oh, I, I am not letting taking. this guy go. I have a mountain that's going to anchor the middle of that defense for years to come. Goodbye, Jordan Davis. You are now off of the board. Thank the you. Jordan da- by the way, uh, let me. Uh, this is unpopular. I did a pretty deep dive on his tape like last week. I don't care. I'm gonna be honest with you. I I, I, I wasn't that impressed. I know you were like say he that. does not look as good as Vita Vea did a couple years ago let's, on tape. Okay, this is a recording, so let's date this and let's see next year at this time how number ninety nine for Georgia is doing at number ninety nine. I love how competitive Jeff is with this mock draft. Like he gets he's so fired I'm, up. I'm I fired up. You have the football player Jeff coming out here. I had a hundred and ten percent. Absolutely, <laughs> Jeff. Yeah. Is your lunchroom fully stocked? Yeah, right around the corner here, my lunchroom. Yeah. <laughs> no, when you're, when you're, you're one in Minnesota for Jordan Davis, I think yeah, he's asking. Absolutely. Yes. Yes, yes no, he, will, he will eat plenty. Yeah. Something tells me that every NFL cafeteria is completely stocked. Yes. So, yeah. Yes, okay, sir. so I'm taking uh, my man Jordan Davis. Thank you. All right. Another defensive player. Lance, you're up with the Texans here at number 13. They received this pick along with a billion others from the Browns <laughs> and the Deshaun Watson trade. Uh, you picked Iki Iquanu with three. And you got a lot of options here at 13. I do indeed. But before that, we need clarification. Is Jordan Davis's mother giving Jeff Fiegels a phone call <laughs> about getting him more money, Paul? Mm-hmm. Is the jury still out on that one, or do we have some answers? I, I suspect they're pretty happy, too, because that's a little higher than he should go. Okay. See, I think we're just Penny, keeping I think, track wow, of the Paul Penny and the Davis families. Paul is killing Jeff. Paul yes. is killing you. All right. Well, Penny, just, I, think, I think Trevor Penny went a little bit higher than he should have. I think Jordan Davis was kind of, you know. Well, you want to talk about someone both going high. too high. It's Kenny Pickett at six, right? Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, quarterback crazy people. You know how that goes. <laughs> Lance, you're up at 13 with the team. All right, so you mentioned I took an offensive lineman. I took Icky. Now, if I'm looking at some serious talent to spread around my roster, because I certainly need it, you could argue, okay, the Texans taking a wide receiver may make sense, but they brought back Brandon Cooks, and they had Nico Collins last year. I think you can get somebody a little bit later on in the draft. I'm Lovey Smith. I'm now the head man. I oh, want a no. guy that could get after the quarterback. Oh, you killed and me. I'm taking Jermaine Johnson oh. right here. Oh. I think it's good value, and it helps strengthen the opposite side of the trenches. What it doesn't help is John right now. He no, is, but I'm in the business look, of not saw helping the look on any his of face you. Right so, now. <laughs> I've made that crystal clear in this trip. <laughs> that has been my goal. I'm not picking up a phone, and I'm taking all the players you like. So just That's make sure second time you understand Lance that. second took one of my yes. guys. Oh, He's you know, doing it on purpose because of where you placed him, John. You know, and the Ravens, by the way... You know, they're usually the team that's really lucky and they just have that great player just fall to them. Always. It happens every mm-hmm. year with them. But now with Jermaine Johnson off the board, I don't think there's an obvious pick here, mm, to be the, quite you honest got, with yeah, you. I, I see one. I don't think they're going to go wide receiver at this spot. I think they can use an offensive tackle, but I do not believe there's any offensive tackle worth the pick here. Raymond. 
I thought they could use, and it's way too early for that. I thought they might consider a edge player, but after Jermaine Johnson and with David Ojabo getting hurt at his pro day, I don't think there's another edge guy that I would trust in this spot. I don't think they're ready to pull the ripcord on uh, Patrick Queen at inside linebacker, so that takes the Devin Lloyd possibility out of the equation here. Boy. <clears throat> do, 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 this is very difficult. <laughs> Keep in mind, when Lamar Jackson won MVP, I don't think a lot of people remember this. I'm just throwing this out there to fill some yeah, time yeah, while John time takes Thank you. Yes. extra few seconds. And I was looking at this the last few days, guys. I don't know if you realize this. His wide receiving core that year was pretty much Willie Sneed. He had hmm. Hollywood Brown. He had Mark Andrews, the tight end. The point is, and Seth Roberts I'll throw in, as well as Miles Boykin. So Baltimore's used to having some offensive success without necessarily a star wide receiver. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to repeat that all over again, but it wouldn't surprise me if Baltimore doesn't go wide receiver because of what they accomplished, actually, in recent history. That's all I'm throwing out. All right, this has been a connection that's been made by other people and people that know stuff about the draft, about a player they would be interested in. And I don't know if necessarily fits their scheme, but enough people have made the connection, and I do think he's now in the neighborhood for the next best player on the board. So I'll go there. I'm going to go Tyler Linderbaum, center out of Iowa to the Baltimore Ravens. Don't love it, but well, everyone else is gone. I, I think when we all talked about him, we talked about 15 and down. Well, you know, you're close. You're yeah. 14. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, I, I can see that. Well, plus they lost Bradley Bozeman, who went to Carolina, one of their yep. interior offensive linemen. So that's it makes true. sense from a need standpoint, John. Mm -hmm. It does. Paul, I know you love the Philadelphia Eagles, so we gave you them at 15 and 19. You're up at 15. And you Philly. gave them Washington, too. Man, that's a home run by you, John, giving him all the other <laughs> NFC East teams. <laughs> Tremendous. Yes. Look at it this way. Pick 11 was a piece of case. cake. It was a slam dunk. And this one is, too, because Devin Lloyd's going to Philadelphia. You're finally giving them the linebacker, huh? They absolutely need. Look, he can play middle linebacker or weak side linebacker. He's got some versatility. He is no question a middle first round talent, and I, look, I've never, I've never been that impressed. Uh, you know, I'm not a big T.J. Edwards guy. I know that Hassan Reddick is over there now. Uh, Kaiser White, come on, no, no, L Lloyd, Lloyd's a playmaker. They're going to take him. All right, Devin Lloyd, first linebacker off the board, still. Not one skill position player gone. Well, that's though I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking there's one coming. That might change here with Lance at 16. Yeah, don't do it too. Yeah, much. well, remember, keep in mind the Saints did some wheeling and dealing with the Eagles, but I'm still not sold that they're trying to get a quarterback because they've got Jameis coming back. They signed Andy Dalton, and you got the jack of all trades in terms of some of the other positions that they could look at. I would argue, if you're New Orleans, you're hoping maybe an offensive tackle falls to you because Teron Armstead left to go to Miami. Yep. So that's a hole there, but I think it's a reach at this point. So I'm actually thinking what you guys were teasing this whole time. I'm thinking the logical move is add some more talent for your quarterback. You have Michael Thomas, who missed the bulk of last season. I can't think of a better option than to give him Jamison Williams opposite him and then give Jameis Winston an opportunity to spread the wealth. So I'm taking the first wide receiver off the board here. And I can tell you right now, I'm glad I'm not doing any type of broadcasting for the New Orleans Saints because I would screw that combo up right there every week. 
Jameson Williams and Jameson Williams. Jameson. And I just did. By the way, I, I heard a very funny Jameson Williams story the other day. Do you guys know why his name is Jameson? Well, his uncle drinks a lot of Jameson. No, that is not the reason. why. <laughs> it's a good try. Oh it's I, I don't the, know. Always the uncle. <laughs> I said the uncle on purpose, not his mom or dad. So. It's actually his father's name is James. And he's the son, James's son of son. James. Oh my God! James, wow. okay, his son. <laughs> my that dad's is name is Pierre. <laughs> is your dad's name Pierre Pearson? Yes, that's yes, uh, Pierre. That's why I'm Pearson. <laughs> Pierre Butler <laughs> is that the name? Yeah, Pierre Butler. It's a better name than Liberace. <laughs> Liberace. What I mean, <laughs> you know. Okay. Wow, that was really out of left field. <laughs> Starting in left field, Paul DeTito. Left field, actually, that was out of the stadium, I should say. That wasn't even in left field. Oh, How did we go from son of James to Liberace? I mean, you can't make this stuff up. All right, Fiegels, Uh Now, the Jets might be annoyed here because they probably wanted their pick of the litter on wide receiver after they moving did. down. But there's still plenty of good guys left oh, there's, here. They're really good. And, and, and by the way, uh, when I did this trade, just to tell you, I was hoping that I would be able to start and get a wide receiver. Okay. Um, and with the 10th pick, normally I was going wide receiver anyway. So you get one anyway now. So that's so why I, and I got a number one pick next year. So I am going to go with Drake London from USC uh, to help uh, Mr. Wilson. Big, tough, that's wide nice. receiver. I think he'll go do real well in that system. So I'm getting me a Wide receiver, Mr. Uh, Drake John, Drake London. Excuse me. Drake London. Uh, Drake London and Mike Williams. Look at the size that Herbert's going to have mm-hmm. if both of those guys end up mm. with one Well, well, well this is the Jets, Laz. This is the Jets. Oh, I'm sorry. I keep thinking the Chargers. I <laughs> know. Yeah. Uh, you're right. I wrote next to that that he made yeah. the trade with his own. Yeah. So forget it, Jeff. I don't like this pick. <laughs> <laughs> the hell with you. The hell with me. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. Don't, don't okay. feel no. bad, Lance. I had forgotten yeah. to cross out Chargers on my sheet, too. <laughs> yeah. No, I had N... YJ right next to the Chargers, but I didn't look to the right. I looked to the left. So I was about to compliment Jeff. I love Thank the size. You, you can compliment me anyways. It, well, I know, but I'm going to take it slightly away. Okay. As All right. So my apologies. Something yes. tells me that you're going to go well, next. Yes. Something tells you that you are absolutely correct. Because <laughs> I do legitimately have this pick. I did yes. not make a trade with myself. So I want to make that crystal clear. Now, I took a wide receiver. In Jamison Williams. Now, you certainly can take another wide receiver if you want. I don't think the Saints are that crazy. I don't think Mickey Loomis and Dennis Allen are going to go in that direction. As I mentioned, offensive line is an area that I still think they need to address because they did lose Teron Armstead. So, you know, I'm saying to myself, Zion Johnson's there, but he's not a tackle, and they have some options on the interior. It's something to think about. I would definitely consider it. But I think if I'm the Saints, I'm Dennis Allen. I want to add to a plethora of pass rushers, guys that can get after the football. I may think that there's some question marks associated with this guy, but I still feel okay. I'm going to go with George Karloftis out of Purdue. You know, Lance, I was actually, I was down to him or Linderbaum. Yeah, I I thought you were going to pick Karloftis. Those are the two guys I was down to, to be honest with you. Well, I, I, like I said, offensive line slash pass rusher to me makes sense for the Saints. Let me ask you this. Do any of you consider Zion Johnson if you're the Saints here? Do you like that fit? Because I, I threw him out. I was I a little bit on the fence with him. No, I, yeah, I think I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't hate it. I, I think it might be a little too high. but Zion at this spot? No, I, w- I wouldn't have a problem with that. I'd be fine with that. 
I'll be okay. You know with what? That, you know what, Lance? I might have considered Daxton Hill out of Michigan. Ooh, that would have been my alternate if I were yeah. you. I just, I look at Dennis Allen, and I think his philosophy is: I think he likes the big boys up front, so that's why I would lean more towards Carl Loftus. But you know, it's not as if they can't utilize somebody on the back end. So mm-hmm. I'm not saying that that shouldn't be in consideration, but part of me just looks at the track record of the Saints. I think that they may favor the big boys up front if they had a choice between Karloftis and Hill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, remember, the, the coach is different, but the front office is, is still in place. Yeah. Correct. So. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So Karloftis to the Saints at 18. Uh, Paul, we're back up with you with the Eagles in 19. Yeah. Uh, I get to pick for Philly again. And, and I, again, tell the I suspect they're going to. <laughs> no, it's so bad. <laughs> it's just like, you I know, get to pick for Philly again. I'm not sure that know? whatever team we gave you, you would have been the same thing anyways, unless it was the Giants, Paul. Then you would have been a little excited well, you know about that. what I'd this. like to do since I'm the GM of the Eagles? I'd like to pick guys who are injured and going to miss at least a season. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> Try to self self That's what I'd like to do. All right. Um <laughs> So uh, I I I I got to go corner here for McDuffie. That's a good pick. Yeah, that's the, a really um, good pick. You know, I'm really helping their defense here by giving them the the athletic linebacker, and I'm giving them a cover corner. I, I think they'll be very pleased. All right. So this is why when I John Schmelk, GM of the Steelers, called I John Schmelk, GM of the Giants, <laughs> to move up to seven, I didn't want to offer the house. Because I thought if I just sat here at 20, much and like waited. the Patriots last year, oh, we know who you take. The gold might come down to me. Out of all the matches of players to teams this year, the one that I like the most is Malik Willis to the Steelers. Really? Not Kenny Pickett. Because I think <clears throat> he needs to go to a stable franchise that has organizational confidence that's going to treat the kid the right way. That's going to put him in a position where he can succeed. That is with a good head coach and a franchise that has the ability to be patient because of how, frankly, consistent they've been over the past 30-odd years. I love Malik Willis to the Steelers. I think this is a no-brainer for them. He can sit behind, um, uh, what's his name for the Mitchell Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky, thank you. For two years, if you have to, one, even better, and you'll be fine. Well, if Pittsburgh can't remember who Mitchell Trubisky is, he's not going to be sitting behind him. Well, at the Malik Willis develops. It's not going to matter what Mitchell Trubisky's name is. It's fine. Yes. So Malik Willis at number 20 to the Steelers, and I, and I think that's probably the earliest he should be taken based on you know the work he still has to do. So I think this is, is, is pretty good value for the Steelers here at number 20. Very good. So that <clears throat> brings me up again, yep. and I am representing the New England Patriots at 21, and – it's interesting because Paul threw out a guy earlier who I think actually is a really nice fit for New England, and we know how Belichick and company value defensive guys, specifically on the back end. So I think they're going to take Dax Hill out of Michigan because of his versatility on the back end. He's a very Belichickian player. Yep. Mm-hmm. Safety corner hybrid. He's exactly. Like, yeah, yep. he, he's basically like a young he, version of the McCourty brothers, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that's more of a reason why I actually think they're – all smiles because there's a good talent that falls to them. That could be that interchangeable part. I'm sorry, I didn't. Who was it again? Dax Hill. Dax Hill out okay. of Michigan. Okay. Yeah. You don't seem. You seem very. Yeah. I don't think you were going to take him, Jeff. So no, no I was <laughs> I don't not think you're that upset. Him. No, it's a bad pick. 
<laughs> I just kidding. Wow. I just said that because it's the Patriots. That's the uh, only reason I said that. Fair enough. I am right. for bad picks anyway. So. Jeff, you are up with the Green Bay Packers. Okay. Do you have Aaron Rodgers with you in the war room? Oh, yeah. He's here. Or have you locked him out? He's really mad that they lost, he lost the guy that they did. You know, the, But I don't know if he really wanted to be there anyway. So Does I'm, he have a man bun going right now? <laughs> no, well, just, let me tell you something. Aaron should be smiling. If you're looking to replace Devontae Adams, Jeff, mm-hmm. Right, I think Aaron's happy. Yeah, yeah. He's, I mean, he's just. I mean, I, I don't know if they had a great relationship, but he was a heck of a football player. That's for sure. So, but uh, I am going definitely going to go now. There's two things I could do here. I could shore up the wide receiver position and help him out there. But you do um, pick again. Remember, you pick again coming up here at 28. Uh, yeah, I have no exactly. So this is my this is my point. Do I go with the offensive lineman and like a, a Raymond at the tackle or? Do I get my run on really Chris Olave from the wide re- the wide receiver position? Um, and I think that is what I'm going to. Or the other guy is is still on the board. Um, at least I think he is. Well, Garrett Wilson's still there. That's what I'm saying, State. Garrett yep. Wilson. Yeah. So I am uh, I am going to take Garrett Wilson here. I didn't think he would be here, um, but that's who I'm going to take. So he's really good value, Jeff. Yep. Thank you. That's Second receiver, that. right? Third smile. third receiver gone. Here. Yeah, third, James Williams. Third receiver yes. gone. Yep. James Williams and then uh, Drake London. <clears throat> yep. Quick question for Lance for the Dax Hill pick. Didn't they just sign Jabril Peppers? Does that impact you yeah, at all? I don't, but Peppers got a one year deal, if I'm correct. That's it's true. a very short yeah, deal. Yep. And it's not a lot of guaranteed money. So I don't think he'd be necessarily penciled in or penned in, I should say, to the long term plans. They also brought back Malcolm Butler. Yeah. who was previously with them, which was a surprise because, remember, he was benched in the Super Bowl. I don't think he's in their long-term plan. So I think they need a young guy that they can rely on for the next few years. Got it. So to answer you, I don't think that really would have had much of an impact gotcha. on this election. I should have made Pearson the GM of the Patriots with his Boston roots up Give there. Give me one mm-hmm. pick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, good pick, Garrett Wilson. Let's go Paul. Former NFC East team, the Arizona Cardinals. Indeed. <laughs> you know, it, this, this one is, again, I'm, I'm being left with very obvious picks. Andrew Booth is sitting up there, and they are just dying at cornerback. I mean, and this guy is clearly a mid-first-round value. Um, the only thing that I would consider if I was not going to do this, I would go offensive line because they obviously need help to protect Kyler Murray. Uh, but I, I just there's they're secondary man. They their corners can't cover. So I'm gonna make the move for Booth and I'm gonna have to deal with trying to get another offensive line in the second round. Good pick. Yep. By far the next best corner. That is the fourth cornerback off the board, by the way, in just the first twenty three picks. So we know that's a, a premium position uh with a lot of value. All right, Dallas. By the way, yep, John Henry did interrupt the mm-hmm. Cardinals on the topic of offensive linemen. They love themselves former Giants draft picks. They got Justin Pugh <laughs> and Will Hernandez now for those yeah. who can count the yeah. Yes. It's true, absolutely. Well, and don't forget they got the former Jet over there, Kelvin Beecham at right tackle. Correct, yes. Oh, well, I was man. just trying to keep the Giants tie-in. But, yes, yeah. if you want to add that. So the East Rutherford, New Jersey, Florham Park area offensive linemen, they have an affinity for those. Yes. Yes. All right, let's go to the Dallas Cowboys at 24. Just look at what they lost this offseason. They lost an edge rusher in Randy Gregory. They lost um, an offensive lineman in Connor Williams and an offensive lineman in Lael Collins. Um, and they lost a wide receiver in Amari Cooper. So I think that's kind of what you're looking at here. Uh, too many edge rushers are gone. I would have considered Karloff this year, but he's off the board. So no, not doing that. Wide receiver. 
if Garrett Wilson was still on the board or Jamison Williams, I would have thought about it because I think they're that good, but they're not. And I don't think the Olaves of the world or, or Traylon Burks are good enough to be considered here over a glaring need on the offensive line. You know, Bernard Raymond, I think, is too much of a project. I think they actually like Terrence Steele at right tackle. Might, might be to their to chagrin at some point. So I think you look for the one of the safest players in the draft. You know, this is a team that I drafted Zach Martin a bunch of years ago. He was a very safe player. I don't think Zion Johnson has the upside that Zach Martin does, but he's going to be a plug-and-play guard. If they want to get back to running the ball a little bit. So Zion Johnson, guard out of Boston College. You took my guy. I thought that guy. was a fairly easy one, Jeff. Sorry about that. That's okay. There's another guard left. Just go to the other one. <laughs> You'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, there's also a tackle left. Um, but, uh, you know. I, okay, so I'm up with the Buffalo Bills. Yes, Bills and, at 25. Uh, hmm. I was going to go offensive line, obviously, here. So, you know what? We just talked about this guy the other day. We had the uh, – what was his name? Um was it what was the guy's name that we had on here? Which school? From Texas A and M. Um Canyon Green. What was it? Can, no, 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 the guy that no, we talked to. The guest you're talking about. Oh, the guest. I don't remember the name. I don't I didn't do that okay. show. Well so that's maybe. who I'm taking. I'm taking oh, Kenyon Green. The guest? You're taking the guest? Yeah, I'm taking the guest. The guy that broke down the prospects for the Aggies. He was a great <laughs> interview, Lance. I mean, yeah. come on, you can't go wrong. He was a great guest. His name Okay. <laughs> Well, I got led. By the way, his name was Will Johnson. <laughs> it was Will Johnson. Okay. Yes. <laughs> All right. that, that sounds like a good football it, it game, does, Will actually. Johnson. Yeah, sounds yeah. like a fullback, right? Yeah. The former Giant was a Will Johnson who so, came over from the Steelers oh briefly. He was here for a cup of yeah. coffee. Oh, yeah. man. All right, so who are you picking, Will Johnson, Jeff? Oh, my Jeff? God. Will Johnson been the highlight of the mock draft. <laughs> Can you agree you're picking? Yeah. <laughs> Jeff tried to draft a guest on a big blue kickoff <laughs> You know wow. where I was looking on the Big Blue uh, kickoff draft, and oh, I, where did Will Johnson, where did he play at? I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Too good. All right, Paul. You know what's funny about that? That's the first time now in this draft that I had someone swiped out from under me. You know how much I love Kenyon Green. Oh, boy, and you, he's a mauler. You put him in front of Derrick Henry, look out. And by the way, he's very versatile. Played every position, so he's a guy that, you That's know, That's why that you really line, needed yeah. to leave him for me. No. Oh, not. too bad. Paul's in a bad spot. Right. Well, <laughs> now, now for the first Watch time in this draft, I'm ticked <laughs> off. Well, okay. now the Tennessee Titans are up. Go get, go get the head coach's son. <laughs> Just a tad of a reach. Boston but it's College. <laughs> that might be a real okay. That's that's a that's yeah. Okay. Something tells you you may be able to just sign him off the street, but yeah, it's okay. Yeah, yes. that's okay though. All right, yeah. Paulie. Well, well, Lance, remember the key is you want to get him a good contract. He's your son. Well, that's true. So okay. You want to pick so, him as early yeah. as possible. Well, something tells me the Vrabel family is pretty good yes, financially. I think speaking, they're, so. I think they're okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Anyway, Paul, go ahead. I'm well, sorry. actually, it's going to work out really well because what position did he play? Mike Vrabel was a linebacker. And we all know the Titans badly need one. And the Kobe Dean is sitting there, a guy who can play inside or out, depending upon how they want to use him. So he's actually a pretty easy pick once you stole Kenyon Green from me. Mm-hmm. Mm. Here's an unpopular, maybe hot takey opinion that I'll throw out there. I like Quay Walker better than I like Nicobe Dean. Well, I mean, hey, that's, that's personal okay. preference. You know? Big Quay Walker fan. Lance, 27, Tampa Bay. Tom Brady's back, trying to make yeah. another run. What do you got? It's a tough one because Tampa Bay doesn't necessarily have a huge need, and they certainly at this point I think are maybe thinking depth, rotation. This may be a little bit 
of a reach, but if I'm the Bucks, I'm focusing on the defensive side of the ball. The reason being is I think they may have to sacrifice somebody financially sooner rather than later. So the guy that actually I'm eyeing, I like Boye Mafe mm-hmm. for the Bucks mm-hmm. as an edge guy here. And I know he may be projected to go a little bit later, maybe even high in the second round. But there's just there's something attractive about him <clears throat> and Todd Bowles' defense for me and how he could utilize him. I like it. Well, remember, the JPP is not back, right? Yeah, well, that's what I'm thinking. I'm yeah. thinking replacing guys that are getting up there in age and costing a lot of money. So that's why he was somebody that I was always at least thinking about in that ballpark. I think Boye Mafia is going in the first round. So I don't think this is a reach at all, to be honest with you, Lance. He'll be one of the busts of this draft. Well, <laughs> listen, I'm not guaranteeing that he's going to be a Hall of Famer. I'm why do you think that, that, Paul? I, I don't like anything about him. I think well, he's can all you, projection. Can you explain why? Oh, okay, let me pull out my notes here. I got here. He's a 3-4 joker. I don't like his strength, his strike, his reads. I don't think he's sturdy. I don't think he's quick off the snap, and I don't think he sheds blocks well. Is that enough? How does, like he, how does he how does he shit on the football no. field? <laughs> Can he walk in a straight line? Is he capable of that? <laughs> Boye Mafe may want to look for another job right now. Yeah, I know. I mean, after that breakdown. Maybe Waterboy. But, yeah. <laughs> I would have drafted him just for his name. Boye Mafe, I can say it, so that's, he's on. And I was going to do that with my next pick, by the way, so you took that one from me, Lance. Thank you very much. Oh, okay. All right, so um, we're thinking alike again. I'm with the Packers now. I told you before I was looking at offensive linemen or a wide receiver. Aaron Rodgers wants another wideout, Jeff. <sighs> he's got plenty to pick from here, and one that's still on the board <laughs> no, from kidding. Ohio State that would re- I think is a really good player. But what is my need here? And I don't think in, in a in a Aaron Rodgers offense you can ever have enough wide receivers, right? But am I going to take two wide receivers in the first round? No, I'm not going to do that. I want to go with offensive line and go with uh, uh, Raymond at the offensive tackle position. Bernhard. Bernhard Raymond. Yes. Bernhard Raymond. Yes. Yeah. I, you know, I was thinking and, the same thing, Jeff. If I was making that pick, that would have been the guy I would have taken. Yeah. And again, so. and I think now that we're trying to, we're getting towards the bottom of the first round here. I think now, it, to me at least, I'm starting to look at best players available and how they're going to maybe fit in my in my system. And I feel that that's that's really worth. I'm kind of looking at there. So anyway, all right, move on. I think that's a good pick there, Jeff. Bernhard. Bernhard Ryman. That's one of Lance's guys. He loves yeah. himself. Some no, Bernard I do Ryman. like I like him. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's probably the only offensive lineman left mm-hmm. where you could justify the grade of late first round. Right. Yep, I agree. Yes. I don't think, you know, some people really like Tyler Smith. I'm not there on that. That'd be too high. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm with you. He's, he's the only he's the only guy left that you would even consider. And I'm not sure I'd go first round to him. Other people like him more than I do. All right, let's go. Kansas City Chiefs, I'm up twice here. Um, clearly, wide receivers in need. And I, I think that's where you got to go here with one of these picks. So I'll do the first one. That's an easy one first. And here's the thing. You know, not for nothing. Can I pick two here? You know, I think even last year, the Chiefs were missing a number two wide receiver. Well, now that they, right? lo- they got their number one gone, yeah. I and mean. that was with Tyreek Hill gone. Mm-hmm. You know, am I, do I trust anyone else in that group? Well, I, I pretty, th- I I pretty, pretty much think whoever you put in agency. there is going to catch the ball. I know. They signed Valdez, Scantling, and Juju's there. Yep. I know. I know. I two. know. So, yeah, look, I, I think Traylon Burks is interesting, but I don't think he's the type of receiver that works with Mahomes because I don't think he's a – 
He's a contested catch guy, but I think they value speed guys. Yeah, he's big. So I want the sub 4-4 four, four guy, and he's still on the board. So I think Chris Olave is is a fairly easy pick for them here. And that's great value for the Chiefs if they get Olave there. Yeah, yeah so yeah, I think true. that's the easy pick. And now it gets a little bit tougher, right? So I think you're probably looking at the defensive side of the ball now. And you're kind of thinking, all right, I could use a defensive lineman. I have Chris Jones at the three technique. So I probably can't pick Devontae Wyatt, who's the only defensive lineman I think is worth Travis Jones. Um, a pick. Travis Jones a little too early for me, Jeff. I know he's a run stopper. I'm not picking a run stopper this early. They probably want to get off of Frank Clark sooner rather than later. That has not worked out for them. So I consider an edge rusher here. Do I consider Kyer Elam at cornerback? Do I consider Lewis Seen, Jalen Petrie, Jaquan Brisker at safety? Yeah, maybe. That doesn't get me excited. Not going to go there. I think the Chiefs do need an edge pass rusher. And I think that's where they're going to go here. So I'm going to take who I think is the next best pass rusher on the board. He is toolsy. He's a little raw. He's got to figure things out. But I think he's going to be a good football player. I'm going to take Arnold Ebiketti, edge rusher out of Penn State, for my second pick here. Okay. Well, you go ahead and do that, John. <laughs> <laughs> did I take your guy or no? No, no. Okay. no Something no. tells me you did not. That, 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 that's actually reaction. one of the guys that I was hoping would be, be at the Giants at 36. So I just made my life a lot harder. At 36, but that's okay. Again, I make my life a lot easier and pick guys with that names I don't have to. Oh, that, that, that's why you were happy. I took was no way he was taking that. No. Some people take grade, best player available. Some people take need. Jeff takes, can I pronounce his name? Yeah. Others also go by the colors that they wore in college, too. I mean, so Can't we yeah. just go back Each to the old own. days where everybody's name was John and Jim and Lance and Paul and Jeff? Kingsley and Igbari still available. <clears throat> no? No. <laughs> okay, so here here's the Bengals at 31. Obviously, we know that this team is loaded. They are going to compete again. So, I mean, at this point, I, you know, you sit there and go, who is the best available player? Um, the only reason I threw out this name for you, um, Travis Jones, is because I know that he's a little bit, it might be a little bit high for him, but he's going to go to a team that is, you know, has been in the Super Bowl. Um, and it's got a lot of depth, and I'm going to go ahead and take a flyer on this guy. I think I like Ooh. this guy, and I really don't think that, you know, at 31 in the first round, the Bengals, they, they're really good, and I'm, I think that they can just afford a little flyer on this. So I'm going to take Travis Jones from, from UConn. You picked the two best run stoppers in the draft with two separate Jeff Eagles gem moves. Mm -hmm. Well, hey, you got to stop the run, right? Apparently. Paul? Yeah, you do need to do that. Uh, but you don't need to take Travis Jones at number. 30 no, years. no, I, I think it's probably <laughs> no, a little high. Fine. But I understand. I think he's a legit player. Yeah, this is this is right in the neighborhood. Uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think it's that far out of. <laughs> oh wait, of my rack. phone just rang again. Oh yeah, hello, Mrs. Jones. Hi, it's Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you this: you put him with DJ Reader, and they got BJ Hill. Oh my gosh! So that's a lot of meat and potatoes up front. All right, like Paulie, it. you got Kayvon Thibodeau for the Lions at two, and now you're up at thirty-two. Yeah. Boy. Uh. <laughs> you need some of those. Do you need some aspirin? <laughs> well, see, I know what I would do if I were them. Um, 
but I don't know what they're going to do. And again, the parameters John left us with are what will they do? I think they will take Quay Walker, the Ooh. linebacker. I think they will do that. I probably would not, but um, I'll let them do that. They're going to take Walker. Let them have Walker. All right. Quay Walker. I like it. They passed on the Georgia guy in the first round. They got him in the second round, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, I just, again, understanding front seven and knowing that uh, Coach Campbell absolutely needs needs some more uh, um, talent in his front seven on defense badly. All right, Lance, you're up with the Jacksonville Jaguars. You already drafted for them at first overall and took Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah, I was actually considering Quay Walker for them to help uh, at the linebacker position. So that threw a little bit of a curveball my way. I just I don't see Jacksonville, especially since Doug Peterson is the head coach. And think about guys in Philadelphia, what he utilized at wide receiver. I just I don't see them making big splashes here. And there's a lot of depth at that position. So I could see them continuing to emphasize perhaps the defensive side of the ball. They also remember they have ETN coming back who was hurt all of last season. So, you know, I don't know if they're thinking they need a running back here as well. So in terms of where I think they would wind up, I'm going to once again, I'm going to go back to the defensive side of the ball. And I would throw out Logan Hall Mm, out of Houston. That's who I think perhaps Jacksonville could wind up taking. Remember, give them more rotational guys for Mike Caldwell, their new defensive coordinator. I just think, to me, that's a logical move for them. Logan Hall to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Paul, you're back up with the Lions at 32 here. Yeah, and I and I think that's one of the reasons why I went with Walker um, with the Lions with that pick just a moment ago because I think here is where they will get a wide receiver they desperately need somebody who can move the ball down the field. And I'll go with Dotson out of Penn State. Ooh. Over Burks, huh? Yeah. Okay. He certainly has more speed, that's for sure. <clears throat> yep. And and they, they need somebody who can make some plays. All right. Mr. Fiegel. Okay, with the Jets. The Jets have already wheeled and dealed in this draft. We have, um, they traded down, got an extra first-round pick, still managed to get Drake London, mm-hmm. and early in the draft, they took Trayvon Walker. So where are you going next? So, I, again, I'd like to stay on the defensive side because I think that's where they needed the most help. I am a little bit, uh, so here's two things. I am a little bit intrigued about uh, two players that, that have injuries, possibly, at one at the wide receiver, John Mechie, okay? Uh, I think he'd be a, a really nice fit. Might be a little bit too high for, for him, but... Um, and then the other one is the um, kid from Michigan. Um, Ojabo. Ojabo. Um, could fit in that defense with Coach Sala. Um, and then, again, I like my big big boys. The Devontae Wyatt is still available. If not, right? Isn't he still on the board? Yes, he is. And Good player. He is, uh, he is the, the highest rated player still available, according to my rankings right now so jeff jeff hmm. just challenge yourself okay you remember when we did bbk and and you wanted to talk about the iowa state defensive lineman Ouiz oh. yeah just say his name just for the hell of it mm, no. <laughs> nope i'm not gonna do it i, 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 I like Devonte Wyatt. it just flows off my tongue i just love that name okay <laughs> and by the way i love the way the georgia defense plays also so i'm going to take Devonte white 
Thank you, Paul, by the way. You're welcome. All right. Well, here we go. It's great. I know that you're there for me all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I don't love this. (laughs) So I was hoping Mafia or Ebiketti would be there. They're not. I was hoping one of those interior offensive linemen would be there. The punter's there. They're not. (laughs) I don't care about your punter, Jeff. Mike Vrabel's son is there. <laughs> you could do. Him are there any favor. sons of the Giants coaching staff that's available? No, I don't think so. No, Dable's kids are too young. So mm-hmm. yes. All right. So here's what I'm looking at, and you guys can chime in if you think I'm missing anyone. That can that you just recap who the Giants here. have so far? Yes, the Giants selected at fifth overall Evan Neal, mm-hmm. offensive tackle out of Alabama, and then at seventh overall they got Sauce Gardner, cornerback out of Cincinnati. So I think everybody is pretty happy with those. So I feel two pretty big needs. If Sauce Gardner goes to the Giants, can you imagine how many food puns we're going to have from Detino? Just no, be prepared. He unfortunately, so. Lance. This wasn't in the yeah. sauce today. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> his his full nickname is Ahmad A1 Sauce <laughs> Sweet. I'm serious. A1 we, Sauce Sweet Pigar. So it's not yeah, marinara. But, so I'm not no, sure but Paul's going to go there. Yeah, but it's still food, though. Come on. I'm still sure he steak, can, you know. Like, Jump out of the Italian bubble a little bit. Mm-hmm. Lance, it's the wrong kind of sauce. I told you. Do you really think, did you think, you? did you just say you think Paul would be willing to jump out of the Italian bubble? A Do little, you know well, Paul well, Dettino? No, but you have to understand, once a guy puts on a Giants uniform, uh, it's true. like he transforms, okay? Paul, so let me, me ask you. Something, Lance. Oh, are, 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 let me tell you something, Lance. There's only one way to ruin a perfectly good steak, and that's to put that crap on it. <laughs> well, well, what about putting that crap on a wide receiver? Do you think that works? <laughs> That's How about that? I'll tell you what. If he could blanket a receiver like a bottle of sauce, he'll be great. Yeah, well, let me ask that. you. At some point, yeah. Paul, will you try to convince him to change it to Amon Marinara sauce, sweet pea gardener? <laughs> hey, will you have we'll, that conversation we'll, we'll, with we'll, him? We'll do whatever it takes. Vodka sauce. <laughs> there we go. Vodka sauce. Get, get the wide receivers drunk. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> We're having oh way my. too much fun with this mock yeah. draft, geez. Um, <laughs> all right, so back to the business at hand. You guys tell me if there's anyone else I should be considering besides the guys I mentioned here, okay? David Ajabo out of Michigan. Traylon Burks, who I, I only have him on here because I think he's the next highest rated wide receiver. I don't think he's a necessarily a fit. George Pickens, again, highly rated player. I just don't think you have to go wide receiver here. Same with Sky Moore. I really like those players. I just don't think that's where they're going. Nick Benito is probably the next edge we can have a conversation about. If you're talking about pure edge, Kingsley Enigbari is another guy. I think it's probably too high for him. And frankly, I think it's probably, in my opinion, it's a little too high for Benito, but he has all the testing and that sort of stuff that... I think Wink Martindale values. Lewis Seen, the safety. Bigger well, you're guy. Really narrowing the field here, John, aren't you? Well, dude, this is this is hard. I don't think there's an easy pick here. And those are the names that I kind of have sitting here. Is there someone that I have left off that you guys think I should be considering in this spot? Kingsley. I mentioned him. You did. But Drake I think Jackson? it's too high for him. Yeah, I guess he'd be USC. in the mix. Drake Jackson. So you know what's funny? I, I got three guys who I think are obvious. You didn't mention a single one of them. It depends on what scheme that the coaches want to run. If they really want a star flex tight end, 
and I'm not one of those kinds of guys, you'd have to start thinking about McBride here. I don't think he's a good enough player. Okay, I I would right. not do it, but if they want a flex tight end, he's by far the best flex on the on the board. Okay, who else do you okay. got? If you want one. Mm-hmm. If you want to enhance, and I'm going to take a page out of Lance's book. Lance, I'm with you all the way when you say it's not just about this year. It's about looking to the future. You could start thinking about Tyler Smith early in the second round for an offensive lineman. Okay? There's no doubt you could start thinking about no, him. No, you know what? You're right, Paul. I should have had him in the mix there. Okay? You're right. And That's then Jalen Petrie out of Baylor, you know, very, very versatile safety, can play in the box, can play a little of everything. Considering, you know, that Logan Ryan is now gone, Petrie to me is the other obvious guy. I think those are the three that, that I would have to consider if I were the Giants. I Giants still I, have not got their edge rusher that everybody has. I think those are to. good names. Petrie seems like a guy you could develop like a Petrie dish, so you know, that would be my whatever you want, yeah. whatever you want to make of him, right? Just yes, throw it in exactly. the petri. Correct. Dish. You know, you just throw him in there and <laughs> see what he comes out. You, of. you add the spices. You Jack, might have you know, three legs. We'll throw in all the analogies and <laughs> comparisons. Yes. John feels a, the pressure of the Giants of nation amongst him right here. now. Yeah, he has all these eyes looking down on him, wondering if he's going to get cussed out on the next Big Blue kickoff <laughs> live session. <laughs> Well, and so, really you know, do. The, the other really problem do. He's going to be like, you picked who? Yeah. And, Jeff, he's got no lifeline because the 37th this... general manager and the 38th general manager can't come calling because the cutoff line here is yes. 36. Mm-hmm. Can so. I trade down? Yeah, yeah no. but he's safe. Ooh. Look, he got Neil and Gardner with the first two picks. I don't think even Charlie would kill you off, off of what you, you know do what? here. Screw this. I'm going upside. Look, this, going is, edge? this is a long-term proposition here for oh, Brian boy. Dable. And Joe Shane. You're not going to pick. There is one guy with, by far, the highest grade left on the board. Injury okay. be damned. Oh, I know who he's taking. David Ajabo yep. from Michigan. Yeah. Boom. Achilles, okay. right? Achilles, not was ACL. Achilles. Achilles. Achilles, all right. So, all right. Okay. Set him out the full year. Red shirt pick. Let him ruminate. Heal up. Red shirt pick. And you put him in there next year as your edge across from... Aziz Ojolari. To steal a page from your book, John, you might have considered a trade down there, too. Oh, I said I, I would have, but, but we, we don't have any general managers left. Yeah. That's no, true. Our no. draft ends at pick <laughs> they, they all quit after this draft. <laughs> <laughs> is, 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 the, is there they're any... not even in the draft room. Once the Jets fired. made the 35th pick, Jeff is like talking through another person. Exactly. And by He's the way, Paul, yeah. I, I don't know why I, I, I just didn't see him on my list. Petrie actually would have been a real big consideration for me there. He needs I think to be. Uh, of, the, of the other guys, he probably would have been my pick. To be quite honest with you, I just I like him better than I like Benito, who probably would have been the third guy in the mix there. So, yeah, I, I'm going to Jabo, but I think Jalen Petrie. Yeah. But you know the thing is that Paul, don't you feel like the Ravens and 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 Martindale like really big safeties? I, I understand guy. that. I know, I know. Uh, that's why for me it would have been hard. It would have been Tyler Smith or Petrie. I would I threw McBride out as a third option, but it would have come down to Smith or Petrie. And and I probably would have leaned Ooh, I probably would have leaned to Smith, to be honest. Going again with, with Lance's thought that this draft is not just for this year and there's nothing wrong with stocking up on a nasty SOB offensive line. The question is, do you do you think he's a guard? Because he, play, he only played tackle. He didn't play guard. So do you think he, if you think he's a guard, and look, honestly, I think Tyler Smith would have been a choice there. I'm just not as big of a fan of him as other people are. But I think, look, I think that would have been, 
I would I would have been I would be okay with that. Yeah. At 36, if you're pl- I like him as a guard. I do not like him as a tackle. So if you're picking him at 36 to be a guard, I would be okay with that. I would I would prefer him as a guard myself long term. But the the thing is with a guy like that who has the potential for some versatility, you just see how he develops and how it works out. Mm-hmm. If it you turns out in a year or two, yeah. he can play tackle. What's wrong with that? Yeah, I mean, you know, if you need him there in a pinch. Jeff and Lance, what would your guys' thoughts be there if you were in my spot at 36? I actually like the pick. I do, because I, I feel like it's, you know, the end of the first round. I think that the Giants are, I wanted the Giants to pick an edge rusher. Unfortunately, couldn't get the one that I wanted um, earlier. So, yeah, I'm with you. I go back to what I said on a previous edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live. Ojabo would be on my board, John. It's just, I think the Giants, I don't know if they have the luxury this year to make a redshirt pick like that. Still this relatively high. So that's why I'd be a bit hesitant I like the player, don't get me wrong, but I'm just thinking if I'm Joe Shane and Brian Dable, do I want to bring in a guy who probably is not going to play this season? I need a guy that's going to immediately come on the field, so I probably would have shied away from that because of just the position the team is in right now. And then it would have been a conversation with a bunch of the guys you mentioned. I would have probably leaned a little bit more maybe towards the defensive side of the ball than the offensive side of the ball because of, once again, the need of an impact guy. So... Drake Jackson, who I threw out, is somebody I would have considered. Petrie's another guy that I would have considered as well. Those two. Yeah. Look, I, I think this shows that it could be a very difficult pick here at 36, depending on who's left. Could any of you gone cornerback again with Elam? Yeah, he was another guy, but I had already drafted Gardner. I don't want to, I didn't right. want to double just up. Saying, yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, if I had picked an edge instead of Gardner in the first round, I would have picked Kyrie Elam there. John, how many uh, options did you come up with when we uh, did our quick report for Giants.com on the draft tracker? Was there like six different people who had six different players? Yeah, for them it, it was a lot of different names. I don't even remember the guys that we talked about. I don't. Yeah, I don't have it in front of me. Yeah, I don't remember either. But th- this one, this one to me is the one where it's just such a wild card. There is going to be such a wide variety of angles as opposed to the other two picks, which I think we all believe, you know, generally who the consensus top ten players are. So it's going to be almost decided for you in some ways because they will narrow the choices down based on who's picking before them and who's left out of your top ten. When you get to 36 – there's going to be a whole shelf load of directions you can go into. You know, Tyler Smith is interesting, Paul. The more I think mm-hmm. about it, mm-hmm. that's interesting if you want to put him in there at guard. Look, we've all agreed, right, that the Giants need to take at least, you know, two offensive linemen in the first three rounds, right? We've all said that. Yeah. And probably a third one sometime down the line. That's a really so, good point. I, I think that Tyler Smith would have, could have been – no one's going to go wrong with that one. You get your left guard. Um, yeah, the and they don't have necessarily a long-term answer at left no, guard. They don't. So the other thing that I see with our our mock draft here that didn't happen a lot, uh, you know, I think there'll be a lot more trades in the first round than we're portraying here. Um, well, there's always is there yeah. always is. So, but I think that you know, I agree with you, Paul. Um, I think that the Giants and and again we're we're still just barely for first round into the second round. I mean, there's still plenty of chances to get some other offensive linemen, but Tyler yeah. Smith is a guy. I know, John, you're not high on him. I'm but not as a tackle. As a guard, I think he'll be fine. As a guard, yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know another, oh, Go ahead, John. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm good. Yeah. Go ahead, Lance. No, another guy that I don't think we mentioned, and if we did, I'm sorry, because John threw out about the entire roster of every drafted yep. player. Leo Chanel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about him? Because I, I just I'm looking over my list. I did not throw him out. I would have considered him as well. There are other line. I think the second round. It's funny you mentioned that. 
is a situation where there are a lot of linebackers I really like. Um, if Quay Walker was on the board, I would have considered him in that spot for sure. I happen to like Chad Mumma and Brian Asamoah and Christian Harris more than I like Chanel, just myself personally. But I do think the second round is probably going to have five or six off-ball linebackers picked in the yep. round. I think it's a very thin. I think Chanel's going to be one of them, by the way. I think it's going to be a very thick round with interior linebackers. I, so. I think the other comment that I would make, guys, I think we took five wide receivers and only two quarterbacks, right? Mm-hmm. Do we really believe that there's not going to be some sucker third team that's going to go grab a quarterback in that first Traylon round? Traylon Burks is going in the first round. You know, he is so meaning you're adding another wide receiver. You're going to add a John. receiver. He's I, adding a receiver. I, as far as quarterback, could I see Desmond Ritter maybe sneak in? Yeah, Paul, it's possible. I could see a team you know. maybe take him, but even, I don't think even Corral cr- is getting a lot Corral, of lately, yeah. Corral too. could, but Corral I could also see go high in the second round as well. I would. I hey, look, Lance, I wouldn't yeah. take any of these quarterbacks. No, in the but first no. Round. To answer your question, I don't think we're that far off. I mean, from two, do you really think? The realistic total is going to be that far removed from. Two. I don't think I mean, it could possibly three? be more than four. That's the max. I yeah. would bet three. If I had to yeah. place a better number, I'd say three. I don't think we're, we're getting under. five quarterbacks taking. No, the no, first no, round. no, 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 no. I, I, I think it's probably going to be three myself, but with an outside chance to be four. I would say if, if we were playing over under, I'd put the over under a two and a half. Which would be a smart way to do it if you're the house. <laughs> I would take the under. Yeah, I could see maybe one additional quarterback being taken that we did not select. I think that so, I think at the high at the at the second round these quarterbacks are going to run Ritter Corral boom 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 and in the meantime we totally ticked off Brees Hall the running back out of Ohio State and the rest of his family because he was hoping Iowa State. he was hope Iowa State yeah we, he was hoping he would get that first round contract but it's not to be <laughs> no it is not all right guys good, good stuff a, a lot of fun um, good procedure here to figure out what might happen. Again, I think Ojabo, Tyler Smith, uh, Petrie, Scene, all those guys could have been uh, good picks there at 36. But, hey, I'm walking out of the draft, and I got three guys that were probably top 10 or 12 players before this you know, process started. I'm feeling great if I'm the New York football Giants. For Jeff Fiegels and Lance Meadow and Paul Dottino, I am John Schmelk. Have a great holiday weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday at noon for another live edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live. Just remember, too, to check out Giants Huddle Podcast and the Draft Season Podcast for more draft content. We'll see you guys on Monday.